Hello. Boom. There we are. Just like that. How you doing, everybody? Uh, welcome to the show. As always, I'm your host, David Bros. Thanks for stopping in this week. And really interesting weather out there, I must say. It's like a spring day out there. Uh, always love Mondays. I, I know I say it every week, but I'm going to keep saying it because Mondays really are awesome because of the awesome people that come on the show and we get to uh, talk with and share with all of you. So wherever you're watching from, thank you. For, for, let's start that over. From wherever you're watching from, thank you for watching. <laughs> um, boy, there's there's a lot of hot topics out there, trending topics that I could I could talk about, and and I've been debating whether or not uh, I will or not. Of course, one of them being Don Cherry, uh, certainly a hot topic and trending, and then uh, yeah. So I'm still putting my thoughts together on that one. And I think maybe at some point I will put something out that shares my thoughts on the whole Don Cherry thing. Um, if you're watching, wherever you're watching from, please be sure to be watching. I'm not sure if the link is there, but be sure to be watching directly from the show with David Burroughs page. We are being simulcast um, well throughout the planet, honestly, uh, throughout the United States. We're on a live video hub, thanks to our friend Stephen Healy. And we're also broadcast live in the United Kingdom. Where else are we? Um, Ireland, South Africa, Australia, all throughout the United States. So want to take a moment and say thank you to all of our friends who are hosting us on their Facebook hubs to help us grow. And if you're watching, please take a moment. Uh, if if we if you're following from, why am I having trouble talking today? Can we start over? <laughs> no, this is live. Just keep going. In order for me to see your comments or your questions that you have for me or any of the guests that are coming up here, you must be watching from the show with David Burroughs page. So, you know what? Why don't I just put that link? Give me something to do. www.fb.com slash the show Sarnia. That's how you find us. You can put that in there. That should show up shortly. So hope you had a good weekend. There's certainly lots to go on. Uh, never lack of anything to do around Sarnia. And sometimes I just have a hard time getting everywhere because there's so much going on out there. And just because it's wintertime, I think sometimes people think, oh, there's not as much to do. I, I, I don't know about you, but I still see tons of things happening in our community. So I guess, uh, first of all, what I should uh, say officially to you is happy Monday. Happy Monday. There was a song. Do you remember the song? Monday, Monday. Yeah, do you remember the song? All right. If you're watching, I'd really appreciate you taking the time to say hello in the comments and where you're watching from so that uh, we know you're going to engage with us here to uh, have some fun with us here on the show. Don't be shy. I won't necessarily ask you to come on camera. You don't have to do that, but say hello in the comments. Let us know <clears throat> where you're watching from and uh, how you discover the show. That'd be nice to know who have we got out there. Let's go out there and say hello to some friends. And there we have, oh, there's Rich Lau out there. Hello, Rich. Oh, you like my suit, do you? Oh, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Rich is a new friend from Toronto area. Are you, are you in Mississauga or like whereabouts in Toronto are you? And of course, our friend, our loyal friend, Domingos Fernandez is going to be speaking uh, uh, at Lampton College this Friday to a class of students talking about his story about dealing with MS. Congratulations on that. 
And who else is there? Oh, yes, our very loyal friend, Danny Cacciamilio. Danny, I got to tell you, you've been sharing the, the show with David Burrow's uh, Facebook group with a lot of people. So thank you very much for that. Uh, we really appreciate you and, and anybody who's sharing uh, the group and the page with people. I appreciate that. And Rich, oh, okay, Rich, you're from Richmond Hill, Ontario. Rich and I discovered each other on Twitch television. Rich, I should have you on my show here sometime. I'm looking to expand. How about that? New friends, new uh, networks. And uh, Cage is out there. They're one of the bands uh, coming to Sad Fest. We'll be talking with Maddie Parker from the band Cage uh, coming up about quarter after four. And Jay Peckham is going to be joining me here to talk about A Christmas Carol coming to the Imperial Theatre. Our friend Dave Brown, the executive director for United Way Sarnia Lampton, will also join us here. But we got a full hour ready for you. But uh, before we do, I've still got lots to, to share with you before I get to my first guest. Uh, I was very uh, thrilled and honored to have uh, this young lady, Carolyn Prevost, join us here back in September, I believe it was. She is a long resume of success when it comes to sports between Taekwondo, soccer. Uh, she's played badminton. Uh, recently, won at the uh, CrossFit. Uh, or she was one of the one of the top at the CrossFit uh, uh, back in in Wisconsin, I believe it was. <clears throat> Pardon me. And recently, she's originally from Sarnia. She's also a math teacher, but she was recently in Sarnia this past Saturday. As the uh, the French community uh, wanted to put on, uh, well, they wanted to put on a celebration for all of her success, and they were honoring here uh, this past Saturday night. And a video was put together, and a piece of that video includes the uh, interview that we had with her here on the show. So I want to say thanks to uh, Meyer Spiller from Cradle Fly, Produ Cradle Fly Productions. I need new lips or something. That's happening. Cradle Fly Productions for allowing us to show you this video of Carolyn Prevost, who was, uh, again, celebrated by the French community, uh, at the French Community Center here in Sarnia, this Patterson. I'm just going to shut up and let's go take a look. athletic just right from the get-go initié dans le sport dès l'âge de trois ans. J'avais fait de la gymnastique, puis ensuite j'ai pas mal fait tous les sports en, lorsque j'étais plus jeune. Hockey, soccer, taekwondo, puis là j'ai fait du crossfit. Donc ça a vraiment été une grande partie de ma vie. I picked up hockey around the age of five or six. Same thing with soccer. And I've played both of those two sports all the way until this past year. So I've had yeah. so many great experiences because of the sports that I've played. And And now I've found myself um, in a new sport, CrossFit, which actually rewards not being specialized and rewards all around fitness. Mm -hmm. 
Avec tous les sports que j'ai faits, il fallait vraiment être discipliné, il fallait vraiment que je gère bien mon temps entre l'école et les sports. Um, ça m'a appris à, 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 à surmonter des obstacles, tu sais, de couper de des équipes, de des blessures, tu sais, de remonter de des moments difficiles, puis d'avoir de, de, des buts, des objectifs, puis de vraiment travailler fort. I was put in the hands of the right coaches growing up and I was able to really maximize my development. And I think that's attributed to um, the support that I have at, at home um, from my family yeah. and uh, just, you know, having the right coaches and, and teammates and everything like that. There's days that I don't want to do it. There's days um, I'd rather just stay at home and watch TV. Things aren't easy and things aren't to be taken for granted in any sport that you do or things that you do. You have to keep, keep working hard. And I have uh, multiple goals. And as long as I am hungry for all those goals, I think that I'll always keep going. I like trying new things and seeing what I can do. All right. Well, certainly, um, I would want her on my team. I think yes, I would definitely want Carolyn on my team. And I want to say thanks to uh, Myra Spiller from Cradle Fly Productions once again. Let's put them up on the screen. I believe. Um, where are we here? Yeah, Myra's out there. They say they're I, <laughs> they're watching. I'm not going to say it in French. My apologies, folks. But they're watching from the French Community Center here in Sarnia. And uh, my pleasure to share that video. Thanks for including me in that video. Uh, I had intended to be there to see Carolyn in person, but it just wasn't going to work out. But I, I was talking with her online recently, and uh, we're definitely going to connect the next time she's down this way in Cerny. So congratulations to uh, Carolyn Prevost once again. I do see her. Uh, I've met her mother and her dad. Uh, they come to the Cerny Sting Games quite often, so I'm happy when they come up and say hello to me, and, and they keep me updated as well. So, again, congratulations to Carolyn Prevost and all her success, and I think it was great that uh, – she was celebrated here this past Saturday. Thanks again for allowing us to uh, share that video. All right, well, let's continue on. We've got lots to talk about, and right now we need to talk about the Sarnia Sting. Sarnia Sting, we're off to a rough start where they were 0-7 at the beginning of the season, but then they were able to go on the road and win like 10 in a row out of 11. 10 out of 11 they won. And then coming back here last week, of course, um, they were – Good against Flint, Michigan, and then a couple of losses came on the way, uh, losing to, uh, well, Mississauga when they were on the road there, and the final score there, 6-2 to two to that loss. And then coming back here, the Ottawa 67s were here on Sunday in the afternoon, and 
Sarnia Sting looking for some payback as they had gone down when they were on the road and on their streak. It was Ottawa that stopped them from winning six in a row. And they just haven't ever been able to seem to win in Ottawa for somebody told me, I think it was for like since 2008 or 2000, it's been a long time and they couldn't pull it off this time. And then, so when they were here on Sunday, they were looking for some payback that just didn't quite work out there as well either. But it was uh, positive in one of the sense of the word. It was face-off for Mental Health Day. That's uh, what this is all about here as well. And uh, we were glad to be able to support the St. Clair Child and Youth Center who was there. And uh, it's nice to see that the Sarnia Sting uh, regularly give back into the community as well. So if you want to find out more about the face-off for mental health, just go to St. Clair Child and Youth Services on Facebook. You'll be able to get the information from them there. All right. Also uh, coming up on Sunday, we'll be back at the Sarnia Sting to take on the Sioux Greyhounds once again. Last time they were in town, the Sarnia Sting were able to win that one, so they'll be looking to do it again. And this will be the first ever toy drive uh, supported by the North Kent Mutual Insurance Company. And the, the toy drive brings some toys on Sunday, November the 24th, and they'll be collected and then distributed to young children in our community uh, to help make their Christmas just a little bit better. So the first annual toy drive, once again, Sunday, November the 21st, 24th. <laughs> is every, what is it, right? If you've been watching from the start, I'm really struggling with my words here today. <laughs> anyway, you get the picture there, the toy drive happening, uh, and it'll be between uh, Sarnia Sting and the Sioux Greyhounds. Also coming up, I'll be back at the Moose Lodge coming up this Friday night, November the 22nd. We start a little bit earlier. You know, we're getting a little bit older. We don't want to go out late and stay up all night anymore. So 8 p.m. to midnight, I do karaoke once a month. But they have things happening seven days a week at the Moose Lodge. And not only do they have things happening there, they're always giving back into the community. And I'll be doing more with the uh, Sarnia Moose Lodge and talking to them more about what they are doing in the community to help you understand why it might be a good idea for you to become a member of the Sarnia Moose Lodge as well. So join me there. We always have lots of fun for the uh, karaoke, again, beginning at 8 p.m., running till midnight, uh, 19 plus evening, but there's cash bar and they have food there. And we'll have some prizes to give away to you there as well. Continuing on with the Moose Lodge, New Year's Eve is where it's going to be. You're going to want to be because the Song Machine Band is there and they're having a dinner and dance that evening. The Song Machine Band will play all your favorites from the oldies and the classics to the modern day, and they are a lot of fun. And, of course, that's New Year's Eve, December the 31st. It's $40 per person or $70 per couple, and you can get those tickets at the Moose Lodge here in Sarnia. All right, I think he's there somewhere. Jay Peckham was there. Jay, if you're there, can you refresh? Or maybe I need to. Uh, we're going to see if we can get... Hello, Jay. <laughs> well, Jay Peckham is supposed to be joining me here. Uh, we'll take a little bit. There he is. I think he's making his way back in. I can't see you, Jay. I don't see you, Jay. Everybody sees me. <laughs> he's trying to get in to join us here. It says you're there, but I don't see your camera on. All right, well, we're going to keep trying to work here with Jay to see if we can get him uh, to join us here in just a moment. So stay with us. Uh, we'll be back. I'll return in just a moment when we get our friend Jay Peckham ready.
All right. Well, we're having a little bit of struggle there, but our friend Dave Brown is is here and he's ready. So uh, give me the thumbs up there, Dave, if you're ready, and I'll bring out. Yeah, perfect. There we are. Hello, Dave. How are you today? Uh, good afternoon, David. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I can always count on you to be early just in case <laughs> things go wrong. <laughs> the early bird gets the worm. You know that. I'm always after worms. I guess that. We said that earlier when I ran into you earlier today as well. Uh, you're, you're, we've, got, we've always got lots to talk about, you and I, so we'll just jump right in with that. Um, how's the campaign going for the United Way? Right now, the, the campaign's uh, slower than what we've had in previous years. Uh, as of two minutes ago, uh, we've raised $1,210,200. And that's from uh, 2,397 donors. Uh, so we're, right now we're sitting at 63.8%. Still got a long ways to go, about $690,000 to go, and we've got about five or six weeks left in the campaign. Okay. So we're a little behind this year, but uh, what, what, yeah. any, any thoughts to why that is? Well, I think there's a number of things uh, this year. Uh, of course, federal election years were always a challenge. Because yeah. uh, you got people focused on that, you've got volunteers going door to door. Uh, you know, we could go from a front page story to a page three story if one of the leaders do something. Um, but we also had a number of issues going on with uh, with education and mm -hmm. uh, you know that kind of thing. Uh, we've had some labor uh, disruptions uh, or threats of in certain areas. So I mean, whenever you have those kinds of things, people are concerned about what, what their own income level might be during that time. So they tend to be a little tighter on the purse strings, and I completely understand that. Sure. Uh, you never know how long those things are going to last. And, um, you know, it's just changing workplaces, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, the continuous, uh, the the I guess the the evil of it all called money, right? Right, right. <laughs> that, uh, that that we all need. Um, let's remind everybody just how many uh, services uh, the United Way Samuel Lampson supports here. Well, we have 18 agencies, and that's what we call 18 funded agencies. We used to call them 18 member agencies, and they provide 36 different programs and services. But in addition to that, David, uh, there's always a number of venture grants that we provide. Now, the difference is, Regularly funded agencies get three-year funding agreements. They sign contracts. They know exactly what they're going to get over the next three years. We know exactly what programs and services we're funding, what the intended outcomes are. The venture grants are shorter-term, one-year projects um, that are up to $30,000 per year. And an agency can reapply for up to two more years. And uh, right now, we've got three venture grants on the go. Uh, we've we just recently funded the Rapids Family Health Team for a memory clinic. Uh, they oh, partnered okay. with the Autism Autism Society, uh, Army Cadets out in Petrolia, and they've had some terrific outcomes for keeping uh, younger adults, teens, uh, on the right side of the law and motivating them to understand the qual the uh, importance of a quality education and so on. And uh, one of the exciting agen agencies that we just funded was the Inner the Good Shepherds Income Tax Program. And last year, 2,900 income tax uh, yeah. forms were done by the Inner the Good Shepherd staff and volunteers, uh, helping those people uh, of low income uh, apply to get their income tax rebates all for free, uh, enabling them to get the necessary credits and whatnot that, that they need. What's interesting about that particular program, David, we want to talk about outcomes and measuring the success. Yeah. 
Of the 2,900 income tax forms that the inn did, 900 of those people access no other programs of the United Good Shepherd. So that tells me because of the, the wow. rebates they're getting and the child tax credits, et cetera, they don't have to go to the food kitchen or to the soup kitchen or, or any of the other programs. And Miles and I uh, talked about that, and uh, he interprets that data the exact same way. Well, it's interesting you even bring the, the, the tax program up because uh, I think, and I, I was talking to Miles earlier today myself, and, um, you know, when we think the end of the Good Shepherd, I think we immediately, the first thing that comes to mind is food. Right. And right. That, that's all that they are. And and people don't realize that the way Miles explains it to me is that the end of the Good Shepherd needs 40,000 pounds of food every single month. Or imagine an empty 20 by 40 swimming pool. Wow. That has to be filled up every month. And when you put it in that, you know, he's it's a great way of describing it. But there's so many other, they've got like 30 other services that they offer. And, and, and right. he said the same thing, that getting these taxes done, a lot of people are, are not people that are using the food bank. They're just maybe on the borderline there. But getting Absolutely. those taxes done and getting that credit, um, it really helps them get through a good part of their year. Uh, absolutely. And so uh, Miles and I talked about uh, about a year ago, talking about the uh, the uh, the importance and the growth in demand of this income tax program. And yeah. um, he amazed me with the outcomes and impact. So uh, they applied for a venture grant, and all the forms are online on our website. Any not-for-profit organization with a, uh, a registered number uh, can apply at any time for funding. Uh, so yeah. he did, and we ended up funding, I think it was $28,000. Um, essentially $10 for income tax form that they did, and they surpassed that by 100 And what that does is that enables their volunteers and staff to, to focus on some of the other programs that they have, knowing that they're going to be getting this $28,000 to fulfill the program this year. So when you add yeah. that all up, you know, it's far more than just 18 agencies. Uh, it's just 18 regularly funded agencies. And at any time, we could have as many as six or seven of these venture grant programs. Yeah, well, one of the things I've always enjoyed about the, the United Way, David, and, and you and I have talked about it many times, is the transparency that United Way Sarnia Lampton um, offers to the community. Um, mm -hmm. You can go to their website, which we've got up on the screen there now, and see the list of all the agencies that are available you can see, you can learn about the process of applying and right. any questions. Uh, and you have really, an, uh, you and all of your staff, your staff of five, have an open door policy there to just drop Absolutely. in and, and say hello and ask questions. And that's one of the directions uh, loud and clear from our board of directors, which of course is a local board of directors, 15 people from our community. Um, that's one of their values is to be as transparent and make sure everybody who asks a, a question gets an accurate answer on a timely basis, uh, including financial data that is also, is also on that website. In fact, we have our audits for the last number of years available there. And I'm always pointing donors and interested people to the CRA website, which lists yeah. every registered charity in Canada and has both a summary and a long-term version of financial data on there. And uh, you're right, transportation, uh, transportation, that's important too. That's important that's, too. <laughs> but transparency absolutely is, is one of the keys. And, and the whole local piece, and it's something I know is near and dear to your heart, is, is local. And it's, it means so much more than just the money raised in our community is used yeah. for our community. It's that local decision making. We've got 15 people who are deciding 
who we fund and how much we fund, not direction from Toronto or Ottawa or who knows where. Yeah, well, and that's a good, you're right. It is a good point to, to for people to understand that there's not some corporate office hanging over your head there saying, Dave Brown, you and your team must do this. And, you know, right. it's it's a it's a local organized uh, impact that you and your team are able to do. Thank goodness, right? Right, right. Um, because that's not always the case. I mean, there is a United Way of Canada. And they provide uh, a lot of research data on donor trends. Uh, they interpret uh, government legislation so that United Ways and the agencies can better understand the legislation and that kind of thing. And they do provide direction. Um, right. You know, one of their yeah. taglines is unimaginable, unimaginable, which right. I think is kind of is, is clever because, uh, you know, homelessness and, and, and poverty, uh, aging seniors uh, is not ignorable. Um, we do a slightly different tagline here in Sarnia, yeah. uh, youth, family, seniors, results. Because I think right. that really identifies where people's money is going in our community. Well, it's important to recognize, uh, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because it's important to recognize, you know, I think a lot of times uh, we maybe do think of just seniors when we think of United Way, right? Um, and, and it's not just about that, and it's about youth and, and it's about everybody. It's about covering all sort of demographics uh, in our community. Right. And there's two, the, two of those things, homelessness and our aging society that is, uh, is, is sometimes ignored or we don't think, oh, there's no homelessness in Sarnia. Oh, yeah, there is. There is. Uh, it's a different kind. You know, when it comes to youth, it's uh, couch surfing. Correct. So we don't necessarily really see it, but there's a there, there's a lot of that going on. And then our seniors, we have to really work hard at keeping them connected to our community because, uh, and, I, and I'm not I'm just going to talk about one part of that. I'm talking about people in the the nursing homes, the Marshall Golan Manors, etc. Right. Um, it becomes a very small world for them. Right. So these kinds of services that uh, that you support are, is really important. Yeah, absolutely, that whole inclusiveness. Uh, is vital. It, it adds to quality of life. It's great for mental health. Uh, and we specifically find uh, one program for that. Well, a couple of programs, but one in particular that comes to mind is the VON Friendly Visiting Program. And mm -hmm. imagine a Big Brother program for a senior. And that's very similar to what happens. Is you've got uh, people who volunteer for four hours a week in the senior's home, and they play Crokono, they talk politics, they do all that kind of thing. Uh, and, and some of these seniors are visiting do have a spouse. And that sometimes enables the spouse to get out and do his or her doctor's appointments or grocery shopping and whatnot. We also fund the uh, telephone distress line through the Family Counseling Center. Yeah. And that's uh, oftentimes it's a daily phone call just to make sure that meds have been remembered to be taken, uh, make sure everybody's okay. And, and it's just an ear to listen to. And in the third program is the, the Meals on Wheels program. And yes, it's primarily a food program, um, but there's a big part of the, the friendly volunteer who delivers those Meals on Wheels. I, I, every March, get a chance to spend a couple of days on some of the Meals on Wheels uh, trips. And those people delivering foods, I mean, they're more than just volunteers. They're anything from uh, tech support to help them with their cell phone or their cables out. They help them with their email. They help them clean hearing aids. Uh, it's amazing what all a Meals on Wheel can do for a senior living alone. Yeah, for sure.
Well, in order to keep uh, things on track, of course, you're constantly doing some fundraising. And uh, we're just uh, before I've got to let you go, let's talk about some of the things you're you're going to do some stair climbing. You're going to talk me into do some stair climbing, aren't you? <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, you know, our, our this is our third annual uh, stair climb. It's going to be held at the Marina Park Place Apartments, which we know it all in Sarnia's Sandy Lane. Uh, it's sponsored by Drulo who uh, make a very generous contribution for us to hold the event, plus host the event over at 1285 Sandy Lane. Uh, that's Tuesday, December the 3rd, 2019. That, of course, is Giving Tuesday. And people can check out the form online on our website at www.theunitedway.on.ca, which was up earlier on the screen. Uh, or people can simply call the United Way office at 519 336 54.52. And typically you can register your time between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Yeah. Well, I, it was interesting. We were talking about doing this the other uh, the other day and, and, and my buddy said, oh, well, doesn't your dad, my dad lives in that building. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, you know, just, just go up a couple of, you know, just go up yeah. the stairs till you get to his place. Exactly. Yeah. He's on the 11th floor. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this was based on the popular CN Tower. Uh, yeah climb uh and the difference between ours and that that one once you start you really can't stop you got to go no. all the way at least yeah. ours you can stop at each building and you can give even you take my money so i didn't have to do it <laughs> <laughs> we do ask for a minimum 25 dollar donation or sponsorship total but i think it could be something that's a lot of fun um yeah. people who have done it uh quite enjoy it and um we hope that it, at, at some point it's going to be a major fundraiser for us well, I think it's great that you and your team uh, keep things moving along there, and and uh, we're going to keep pushing you at this end here to hopefully hit that uh, uh, means target needs needs target, need target. I, right? Is that what it's called? Needs target? Correct. Yes. Okay. I wanted to get it right before the campaign was over. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, Dave, thanks so much. I'm going to move on now. I appreciate you coming on early. And uh, we'll definitely keep pushing along here for the campaign, and, and we'll look forward to the next time we have you on. Thank you very much, David. It's always great to spend time with you and your viewers. All right. Bye for now. Dave Brown, Executive Director of the United Way, Sarnia Lambton, and they're coming up a little bit short this year, folks. Tis the season for giving, so maybe you could reach a little extra deeper into those pockets to help them uh, meet their needs target goal, and uh, we're going to push it along here, as I said to Dave Brown. And why not go out and get some exercise with your upcoming event that they talk to? I'll probably be there. Um, I don't know if I'll do all 12 or not, but you can get off in any floor. Just, just give them $25 and say thank you very much. Uh, we'll be talking about more. And don't forget, all of the uh, folks that we're talking about here on our show today, we'll be posting all the information and all the links so you can reach out to them. Go to the United Way's uh, website to get a list of all uh, the support that they're giving here that stays local in our community. Dave Brown, once again, thanks for joining us. All right, I think we found him. He'll always find a way. There he is in the lobby, our friend. Do I need to give him any introduction other than, ladies and gentlemen, Jay Peckham. There he is. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come Every on. Guest gets an introduction. Well, you, come on. You, gotta give you don't need one. Well, I don't need one. Well, sure I do. this time it could be Jay Peckham, the, the fan perspective. And this time it could be Jay Peckham, the, wing, the chicken wing guy. It could sure. be the, the and, but today you're director Jay. Today I am director Jay Peckham. Absolutely. You are a busy guy for sure. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm hoping I can make it to, uh, to this production because I know there's, uh, 
I mean, it's a, this is a classic for sure, a Christmas Carol. Anybody who doesn't know the story, I'd be really surprised. But um, did you was this one that you did you get to pick this or were you given this? No, actually, what happened, Dave, was that um, when we uh, when the when when Theater Sarnia uh, picked a season last uh, for this particular season. Yeah. Uh, initially, uh, my good friend Gene Simon was uh, going to do a Christmas Carol, and uh, unfortunately, Gene uh, took ill uh, early part of the year. And when it came up to almost audition time, uh, she realized that um, she needed to be to step away from the project. Unfortunately, so the theater went out and they put out a call for directors, and at that time. I was actually taking vocal coaching lessons uh, to because I wanted to audition for Mamma Mia. And, oh. uh, and then I saw the posting for the directorial thing with uh, Christmas Carol, and I ended up jumping at that, uh, that opportunity uh, instead. So um, I came in, and Gene had done a lot of great background work already, uh, had a team in place. Um, and stuff like that. So it, it made it a whole lot easier for me to transition in because a lot of the work was already done. And then, of course, I completely changed directions on everybody. So <laughs> we sort of started from scratch, but not really. It was anyway, it was a, it was a good process, though. Now, when we talk about A Christmas Carol, I mean, my goodness, uh, I can go back to long, long time ago. And that was like you couldn't wait for that to come on television <laughs> on, you know, on you know the day of and yeah. and and even though we got we were like I don't know about you but I got scared as a kid um, watching oh, that sure. whole like just didn't look but we still had to watch it. It's a scary <laughs> story, absolutely. Yeah, what's is how close is this to say what we would know as the original? Well, so okay, so the play was adapted. Um, from the original text. And I'm sure there are probably multiple adaptations out there. Um, the one that we're choosing to do is the one by Romulus Linney. I'm I honestly not sure how long ago it was adapted. But, I mean, it, it's pretty close to, the dialogue stays pretty close to the original the, A Christmas Carol written by Charles Dickens. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it, it's not far off. And, but... You know, that that presents a number of challenges for a theater company or anybody trying to tell the story because it is such a classic. It's something everybody knows. And, you know, what do you do with that? How do you keep it new? How do you keep it fresh? How do you, you know, keep people engaged when every child can pretty much recite the original text? Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, so that was the struggle for me as a director because my job is the vision part of this is to try and uh, look at this from a fresh perspective and 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 determine how we're going to present the material, right? Because you could give the same script to two different directors, you're going to see two different shows. That's just the way theater works, which is awesome. So for me, the motivator here was the fact that, you know, Christmas is a magical time of year for everybody. Yeah. And I connected that and sort of juxtaposed that with the fact that live theater is a magical, uh, a magical thing as well. And so, you know, the magic sort For of sure. ties the two together. And so 
what I really wanted to do was present this in such a way that the audience was going to walk away going, wow, how did they do that? <laughs> yeah. You know, I wanted to have that sense of magic, that sense of wonderment, that sense of, you know, sort of joy for the season and, and that kind of thing. So uh, for me, that was my uh, initiating vision. And frankly, with the cast and crew that I have, uh, wow, I, I can't believe how well it's going right now, honestly. And is this uh, uh, an experienced cast or is there a mix of, of experienced and some, some new folks coming in there as well? It, it's all of the above, Dave. You know, I mean, yeah. they're uh, they're all Sarnia area people, but I mean, I have some veteran uh, performers in my in my cast. Um, you know, this is not Craig Matthews. He stars as Scrooge. It's not his first time on stage, um, but it is the first time I've had a chance to direct him because, you know, he's done he's done a lot of producing work for us in the past and things and other things. Uh, but he was also in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street <laughs> last year. Um, you know, I have Liz Walton in my cast as the ghost of Christmas past and, and, you know, see, she's certainly a veteran to the boards here. She's wonderful. And, uh, you know, but then I go and I actually have a gentleman who, uh, showed up with his daughters because his daughters wanted to audition. And I was short a male role, uh, a reader for that day. Uh, and so I just asked him if he would kind of read a couple of pages just so we had enough to fill it. And he did. And he was good, frankly. And I thought, so I offered him a part and he took it. So, I mean, we're as new as it gets, you know, right? Uh, when, when that happens. And But it's been an awful lot of fun working with, you know, the new folks that we have as well as the veterans. And to see them come together and to take a little something from each other, you know, in, in learning the craft and how that works. Uh, it's really wonderful for me to see as a director when that stuff kind of happens. Right. And it's, it's not your first time directing, but uh, um, in directing a piece like this, you know, like you mentioned earlier that it's, it's the story is already so well known. It's kind of like, you know, knowing the end of Titanic, we know the sink is the ship <laughs> is going to sink. Right. So how do you make right. that, that wonderful for people uh, uh, to enjoy? Well, what have been the challenges along in this for you? Well, uh, the challenges, uh, you know, and I mean, as with any live theater uh, production, there's, uh, you know, uh, there's always a ton of challenges. I mean, the best line I can ever recall around that is from uh, from the movie Shakespeare in Love, where uh, Jeffrey Rush's character is trying to describe the nature of theater as being one of insurmountable obstacles on the road to imminent disaster. <laughs> Funny enough, it works out in the end. I don't know right. how it just does. Right. And you know what? <laughs> it is so true, you know, because on any given rehearsal, I, I, you know, we've had people out. I mean, there have been, uh, you know, moments where, you know, sickness runs through, runs rampant and all ah. of a sudden I got a rehearsal with no cast. And, you know, and then we have, uh, you know, crew who have, you know, had to drop away from the project because of personal matters. And, uh, you know, we've had, uh, you know, we've had, um, oh, we just really can't do that. You know, there's a, we haven't <laughs> changed the laws of physics recently, so that's not possible. And, and, and so. What do you mean? <laughs> I know, right? Am I asking too much here? Um, 
but it's, you know, it is, it's one of those things. It's just, it's a work in progress until we take the stage on opening night. And then funny enough, it just seems to always come together. Yeah. But you're asking me, what are the challenges? You know, the, the, the same challenges we face with any live theater production, right? Oh, do we have enough time to do this? Oh, what happened to this cast member? Um, oh, you all of a sudden are on crutches. Okay, great. How do you <laughs> work that in? You know, uh, it's just, it's stuff yeah. like that, you know, and, and there's never enough time to meet, you know, because uh, a big part of me as the director, I mean, I'm kind of the linchpin to a lot of things, right? But I have a lot of teams doing a lot of things and yeah. there's, I have to place a great amount of trust in those teams, uh, you know, come through to help make my vision active. And I can tell you, you know, that it, it, there are a lot of teams here from set design and decor with oh, yeah. Natalie Jackson, who is absolutely brilliant, by the way, I can't say enough about Natalie has done such a tremendous job uh, of some of the set stuff and Walt Farr, uh, who's doing the building, he, they've done a great job, but you know, I didn't have a hair and makeup person really until just recently and they've started meeting and now it's time to feels that that's all really kind of coming together. And then, you know, I've got four producers and uh, it just so happens that Craig is also not just Scrooge, but he's also my leading producer. So, oh, okay. um, you know, so I've got that team doing so. I got a special effects team, which is our staff here at the Imperial and Brian Austin and uh, Catherine Soulier and, and uh, Jen and Austin and and their team and Ian, you know, who's uh, responsible for promotions and marketing. And, you know, he's done such a brilliant job. And that was, you know, we had to coordinate that. And, and, and I have to trust that these teams are doing their job. And you know what? I am way fortunate they're all going to make me look terrific. Well, I think I've said it to you before, right? Surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and you'll look great. <laughs> and in which case, that's not to do, hard to do around here, let me tell you. Right, These there you guys go. are great. Everybody who... You You're know, at the theater right now, aren't you? I am. I'm actually upstairs You're in the upstairs? Nova room because yeah. they're building uh, the set downstairs, which... I would take you in there and give you a little preview, but it no, not going to do it. You got to come see the show. Got to buy a ticket. All right. There's some, there some, some surprising things that are going to happen. I think people are going to love it. They're going to walk away, you know, singing a song and having, uh, uh, having had a great experience. And uh, I think they're really going to say, wow, how did they do that? You know, well, that's I, awesome. I think that's, I'm hoping. Well, that's usually the case down there, the Imperial Theater, especially with the theater Sarnia being involved. Uh, I always tell people, you do not have to go out of town to London or Toronto. You don't have to go to Toronto. We got it right here, and it's really fantastic. And, uh, of course, yes. this all starts on uh, November the 22nd and 23rd with a matinee on the 24th and then uh, running again uh, through till November 30th. So tickets, I'm guessing, it must be on sale now. They are on sale. They've been on sale for a while. They've been selling lively. So uh, get your tickets while they, uh, while the good seats are still available. Um, All right. And yep, lots of ways to do that too. You can uh, come in and see our brand new box office because our brand yeah. new box office is open here at the Imperial. Uh, or you can check us out online at imperialtheater.net. Sounds good. We'll put a couple tickets aside for me. We'll make our way down there. 100%, brother. 100%. Awesome. Jay Pegham, thanks again. All the best to you. Break a leg. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Bye for now.
Jay Packham, he's the easiest interview ever. All I got to do is say one thing, and then he just takes care of the rest. And I really do appreciate him coming on and joining us here today. A Christmas Carol, a classic for sure, begins November the 22nd, as our friend Jay Packham mentioned. Go online to imperialtheater.net to get your tickets and buy them online and reserve your seats. Or you can call them at 344-SHOW, that's 7469, or just stop down and see them here in Sarnia at the box office. Thanks again, Jay. We're looking forward to the performance. All right. Well, I know he's been waiting patiently, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, Sad Fest. Does that sound like a lot of fun? Sad Fest? Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of music. I can tell you that for sure. And Maddie Parker is a part of one of the bands that's going to be uh, joining us here on December the 7th for Sad Fest. Maddie, thanks for joining me, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for, I appreciate you coming in early there just in case we needed you. <laughs> oh, no worries. I was just, uh, you know, getting some extra work done. So uh, no big Perfect. deal. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, where are you? You're in Waterloo right now? Yeah. So I'm originally from Sarnia. Uh, we've yeah. met before in the past. But, yeah, for uh, sure. Five years or so ago, I moved to Waterloo. And uh, now I've got bands here that I play in. And this is what we're doing. So, yeah. yeah. And um, um, it's nice, though, that you've, uh, I mean, you've been able to, you know, move outside of Sarnia to, to, you know, do what it is you have to do. But you've still got that connection to Sarnia as well, that you can be involved in things like what we're going to talk about here, Sadfest. Oh, yeah. You you never uh, you never leave that at all. Like you never, uh, you know, coming from Sarnia, you know, I still got such deep ties with the the people there and the uh, and the bands there and the scene there, uh, having been involved in it for many years. Uh, I, I'm just happy to be coming back and bringing uh, a fresh look and something new uh to the scene from from where i am now from uh you know where i am in life now and stuff like that so i'm really yeah. excited for it so awesome well um we're going to talk about sad fest and what that is but first your band is called cage right yeah cage it's uh, pronounced that way it's not spelt that way but uh once you <laughs> hear what it is you you understand uh we just love uh jokes and movie references and that's really all it is so yeah. So, so describe. We're, we've got a video clip we're going to play here in a bit, but yeah, tell us what uh, what what's Cage all about? What, what kind of music can we expect from you guys? So yeah, um, for the most part, we uh, play a lot of originals. It's all indie type music um, with combinations of rock influences, like uh, bands like Muse, bands like Foo Fighters, Led Zeppelin, uh, into you know indie artists like uh, Torres. Uh, she's an amazing artist that uh, uh, my singer Jeffrey showed me. Um, you know, from different bands like Arctic Monkeys, all kind of infused into this oh, wow. sound that we've created. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, right now we've got a lot out there that are just like covers. You know, we're showing people to get uh, interested and see like, okay, this is what we can do. But uh, we're in the process of writing a debut album right now. Uh, we've got a couple uh, songs written for that. But for those ones, we want to kind of uh, keep them to just uh, seeing them live. And then once we put out a fully produced variation of that, that's when we want to start showing that kind of stuff off. So, you know, just that way we're showing the finished product. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk some more, but let's, uh, let's give everybody an example. I think this is uh, Muse, Stock I think. Yeah. Stockholm Syndrome by uh, Muse, one of our favorite covers to play. So, right. Okay. Perfect. Let's take a look. Stay with us, folks. Watch this from Cage, and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
There's a little bit of a sample there for uh, what I guess you can expect from you guys here. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you said that's one of your favorite ones to play. Why is that? Uh, it's just fun. It's driven. Um, personally, I, you know, I, I'm always blown away by my vocalist. I just love watching him do what he does. And with uh, Matt Bellamy from Muse being such a strong vocalist, anytime yeah. we get to do a song like that and we can watch uh, him just, just belt out as many things as possible it just brings me joy and also the drums are really fun to play so and it always gets a good reaction when we play it everyone's like oh wow you did muse okay cool like awesome yeah you know? yeah yeah and so, where was that that was in uh, waterloo that was in waterloo that was the last show that we played it was at a pub uh, called molly blooms oh yeah uh, one of our favorite ones uh that we go to uh at work here so they asked me to come and play and uh when we went there, they're like, we want a lot of covers. So we just went through, what do we know? We were like, okay, we got some Nirvana. We got some, some Zeppelin, you know, we've got uh, some U2 and we're just like, okay, we got originals, but we just blasted them with covers that night. So it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I know you sent me uh, I'm sure we don't have time to play it, but a uh, uh, Led Zeppelin cover that you guys did. Yeah. And uh, I was, of course, being an old guy, I was like, Oh, they were just like right into that was awesome it was so precise yeah and uh it, it was just really cool to hear yeah it's awesome and you know especially with the fact that jeffrey he's the vocalist in the band he uh also plays fiddle uh so he oh. uh he sings plays fiddle and plays guitar so that's the three instruments that he kind of mans uh in the band and so he was really able to even you know break out the fiddle bow and uh you know play on his guitar a little bit and just really do it the 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 way how Jimmy Page did it, so it's a, lot, it's a lot of fun to do. And by the end of the by the end of practice, we're all chuckling, just like, "How did we? Like, why did we do this?" You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. how did we pull it off? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's all fun. That's so. When you say now you, you're putting uh, together some of your own music, do you have yeah. a, a release date set for that? No, we're we're taking it slow. We're writing uh, meaningful lyrics. We're writing, you know, meaningful meaningful songs. We're working on every part individually. Uh, as as a trio, we're writing it, and we just want to make the most honest version of us that we possibly can to put out to the world and say, okay, we're caged. Like here we are. This is and and uh, you know we've all come from different uh, bands, different influences, and uh, both Tyler, the bass player, and uh, Jeffrey, the vocalist, uh, guitar player fiddle player um they both have uh, music degree backgrounds uh from the uh, universities here so uh it, you know it's crazy to be able to have that much talent in one band and uh yeah. not speaking for myself but for them and being able to write music so that's what we're doing we just want to take our time and make sure that it's right and when it's right we're going to put it out so 
I think it's a, a great approach because uh, you know I've talked to a lot of bands and interviewed a lot of bands over the years, uh, and and I everybody's got their passion into it, and I get that. But there yeah. sometimes I think they get just a little too anxious, yeah, and it uh, maybe doesn't come across uh, the, the way they wanted it to, and then they're disappointed wow. sometimes, and they're like, "Well, why didn't that?" You know. So I think it's really a good approach for you to just if you're not in a rush, but what is the result you're looking for from all this? Is this something that, uh, um, you know, you, you talk about the other gentlemen in the band that having degrees in this, yeah. is this something that you want to make a career of? I mean, that's all. <laughs> I believe it was Chris when you had beer store money on one of my good friends there that said, that's always the dream, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, it is, uh, you know, I work a, uh, uh an, as an account manager here in, in Waterloo, uh, at a tech startup and, you know, I've I've got a, a good thing going here, and I know both uh, uh, Jeffrey and Tyler do as well, and with you know with their jobs. So it's it's for an outlet for us. It's a way to be creative. It's a way to continue doing what we love. And yeah. if something becomes of it, and you know, we really see an opportunity, we'll jump at it. We're we're all opportunists. We'll take whatever we can get. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously, that the reality is that it's not always your first goal always have a backup plan always have the you know your main focus and, and for us our main focus is always our, our our jobs and then the the band comes as a very close second so you know yeah that, yeah, that's yeah, what fair enough. yeah what do you um and coming from sarnia and and we've again it's been a while since we've talked but i know, yeah. I know some of the bands you're involved in before and yeah um what's the is there a big difference between the sarnia uh, music community and to where you are in Waterloo as far as um, how music or musicians are appreciated or not appreciated, I guess is maybe what I was trying to get at. It's really interesting. There's a very, very huge, huge difference in the sense that like in Sarnia, it's just go out, play, have fun, you know, do what you want to do. Uh, my experience in Waterloo, it's uh, a lot of great bands here that are writing their own music and, and doing stuff. But it, it is a college town, uh, university mm. town. They love their cover bands out here, and they're respected. Whereas, you know, sometimes you hear a cover band, you're like, oh, all right. you know how it is, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I do. <laughs> they're, they're they're respected here, and uh, you know, they're all very talented, and they all. So it's uh, there is a drastic difference um, between the two, and it's pretty much just uh, the the two would be that the cover bands are big here, and there's a huge blues scene. I've never seen a blues scene like oh, wow. this before. Uh, especially in the Kitchener area, they just love their 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 old blues music. They they have multiple open mics, which I think is something that you don't really see in Sarnia too much. Is the ability for open mics? Obviously, there's the the Sunday nights at uh, Ups and Downs, which I yeah. love personally. But uh, you know, I think there's something here every week where you can go and play music with with other people across Waterloo, uh, Kitchener, and just show up, have a pint, and enjoy yourself. So. It, Obviously, it's uh, when you got the Tri Cities of Cambridge, Kitchener, and Waterloo. Uh, there's going to be more, but it is a crazy, crazy blue scene here. I've never seen it before like that in my life. So I, wow, really I had no that. idea. Yeah. And you know, that's not far from Sarnia. So uh, maybe I'll have to make the trip down because I really enjoy that. I would recommend it 100%. Very good. Well, when I come down, I'll go, I'll call you up and you can take me out on the town because I won't have. I've never done it in Waterloo or Kitchener, so well, I wouldn't have a clue. I'll I'll show you the places. I promise. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. What is it about Sadfest? Uh, I know it's obviously through some relationships with uh, Chris and, and a few others, but what is it about Sadfest that just got you interested? Uh, I wanted to come to Sarnia with my band, and uh, me and Chris uh, have been friends since you know grade school. 
uh, we reconnected uh, through music again, and we've just been keeping tabs on each other. And he messaged me about the the festival and said, "Hey, do you want do you want to come and play it?" And and right away, I just said yes as soon as he told me the reason behind it. I completely agree. You know, the reason behind it is like let's get people out of their seats. Let's get yeah. people into an environment where they can feel comfortable. They can, you know, have a good time. They can laugh and, and just forget about the, the dreariness that is, you know, the seasonal depression. Um, you know, it hits you hard. I, I, it hits me every year, uh, you know, yeah. to different lengths, you know, sometimes you look outside and you're just like, Oh, this is, this is awful. Like, well, you know, the days are short. You're just like, Oh, why do I feel so drained all the time? And you just got to like keep trucking through it. And, uh, the best way to keep trucking through it is to blast some great tunes and have yeah, some friends around you and maybe a drink or two and have a, have a good time. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's all it is. It's just, you gotta, uh, you know, work together as a community. And I really see that's what this is, is a community coming together to support each other and, 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 and say, you know, I won't be defeated by the seasonal depression and I'm just going to enjoy time while I can. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, uh, great response to that question. And, and the you. Moose Lodge uh, being involved as well. They're really big in the community. So yeah. it's a really good collaboration that's happening there as well. Yeah, Chris has told me all about it. Uh, he's kept me very much in the loop along the time, uh, the whole process, even asking me, you know, questions and, and uh, what do you think? And uh, so it's been really, really great to not only, you know, be invited, but to be a little bit involved and, uh, you know, just, I'm just excited to get together with a bunch of good friends and, uh, you know, just have an excellent night of fun and festivities. So, and when you're with beer store money, that's what you're getting. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they caught my attention a little while ago and I'm finally, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know I've got the Christmas parade that night, but it gets done early. So I'll be, uh, I'll be coming down and looking forward to hearing you guys play oh, as well. Perfect. I really appreciate that. So, right. Maddie, thank you for taking the time and I'll, I look forward to seeing you again in person and listening to the music. Of course. I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Take care, Maddie. Thank you. Maddie Parker from the band Cage coming down from Waterloo, making the trip down to reconnect with some friends and to support Sad Fest. Seasonal depression got you the blue. Get on, get up off the couch. Go have some fun. Uh, it's only $10 in advance. You can get those tickets at Cheeky Monkey or the Moose Lodge or any of the band members as well. It will be $15 at the door. So don't wait, folks. Listen. Don't be don't be the last minute town that we tend to be here in Sarnia. Let's get those tickets in advance. Um, I've gotten to know Beer Store Money well, and I know uh, some of the others that are involved in this. It's a community uh, project with the Moose Lodge working together. So it really is a good way to get out and support, get out and have some fun. And, and like our friend Maddie said, uh, maybe a couple of drinks in there as well. And the Moose Lodge is a great space to have some fun. So thanks again to Maddie and Cage for uh, sharing some of their music here with us. And thanks to our friend Chris from Beer Store Money for keep getting us in touch with everybody and looking forward to Sad Fest on December the 7th. It goes from 7 p.m. till 2 a.m. Six bands are going to be there. So if you love music, that's going to be the place to be. All right. Well, I think I'm almost there. Yeah, pretty much there. Wow. It, always a little couple technical things that happened. That that's just, I think, a test to, to keep me on my toes. So I want to say thank you to everybody who's been watching here today. Take the time to share this video around. If you enjoyed it, we'll be putting out some links to uh, everybody and everything that we talked about here today as well. So we'll be able to give us about an hour, usually before all those links show up. And 
we'll also be putting this on our podcast. We'll talk about that in just a little bit as well. But we want to say thank you to many of our supporters, askguide.ca, AG Event Graphics, who uh, takes care of us and has from the very start for eight years now since the show's been on. So thank you to Guy and Kevin and Kendra and everybody down there. Visit them online at askguide.ca. And also we want to say thank you to our friend Joe's Discount Tire, Time to get those winter tires on. Get a hold of Joe's Discount Tire. You can go to their Facebook page, or they're just at the bottom of the hill here at Indian Road. Tell them that you saw it here on the show with David Burroughs. And, of course, our friends at Oswald's Diner who support us uh, at all of our Sting games and support the Sting recap that we had here earlier, as well as our friends at Active Ears here in Sarnia. Christine Fiji, thank you for your support. And, of course, thanks to all of you. And if you want to listen rather than watch, Anywhere there's podcasts found, Spotify, Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, anywhere it's found, you'll be able to download the show with Dave and Burroughs and take me on a jog with you, take me to the gym, wherever you want to take me. We'd really appreciate that. So thank you once again to everybody for watching, and thank you to all of my guests. Dave Brown from United Way of Sarnia Lampton, still looking for some support so they can meet their needs target, and Jay Peckham from uh, Imperial Theatre and Theatre Sarnia here, putting on a Christmas carol. You can go to imperialtheatre.net to get those tickets. And, of course, our friend Maddie Parker from Cage Sadfest coming on December the 7th. That's all the time I got for you this week, everybody. Have a great week and an even better weekend, and I will see you next time right here on the show. Bye for now. <laughs>